0: listen i don't want any more bullshit bullshit Bullshit. the checkbooks have opened day one of free agency just ended let the hype begin let the overreactions rage let the pundits act like they know what the fuck they're talking about and especially Let the bullshit begin. And it's all rolling. Meanwhile, Big Dick Ballard sits back, cool, calm, and collected, and waits to make his pimp move. And let me tell you why. I'm going to put you on game. It's pretty fucking simple. You can either be a pimp in free agency, or you can be a trick. If you want to be a trick, you can just go watch the other teams that overpaid today. But if you want to be a pimp, I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you how Ballard does it. I'm going to put you on game, all right? And I'm going to do it right fucking now. But first, as always, I want to welcome you, my friend, back, or if it's your first time here, welcome you to the world's number one uncensored cult podcast, the one and only, the completely unique, world's famous bullshit free Colts podcast i'm your host harkana jala aka the bad boy genius at your motherfucking service as always and today for my friend we're gonna chop up the first day of free agency and we're gonna break down and separate the signal from the noise fuck all that bullshit you've been reading on twitter from people who say they know and don't know I'm going to show you why Big Dick Chris Ballard sat back and watched it all happen laughing. I'm going to show you the method behind his madness. And most importantly, I'm going to show you how to pimp free agency 101. Now, I mean, speaking of pimps, if you're listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, Use a pimp. So I want you to take your pimp-ass finger very quickly, and I want you to smash the like button below. That will help us quite a bit, though it's free to you because it will help the algorithm share this podcast with other real-deal Colts fans out there who want the real shit, not the shill shit like yourself all right so make sure you like this video now make sure you share with people who would enjoy it like yourself and make sure you subscribe to the channel and last but not least before we dive into it there are three ways you can donate to us i ask you if you enjoy what we're doing if you feel like this is a service to you it's valuable and you with me i want you to take a second now and click one of those three ways you can donate below just send your man 20 bucks 15 bucks 10 bucks five dollars Even $1 will help us continue to create the kind of content that you motherfuckers tell me you want, all right? So, help us out with that. Let's dive into this shit. Head first, full stop, and straight no chaser, or another way to say that that you all know, let's chop it the fuck up. So, man, first day of free agency today, and here we are, the first year in like 10 to 20 years that the fucking salary cap in the nfl actually went down like 16 million dollars you got all these teams over the cap scrambling trying to just get under the cap and we all expect or at least you heard a lot of people say oh you know it's going to be won't be as crazy this year uh teams will be more reserved and conservative and more careful and i'll be goddamn it was a fucking wild first day I mean, uh, fucking New England went out of their fucking bonkers mind in the first couple of hours. But, you know, we've been talking a lot about edge rusher. As Colts fans, we know edge rusher is a key, key and critical area that the Colts have to upgrade if they want to contend for the Super Bowl next year. And there are a lot of edge rushers who were on the market this year. I did a whole video about it. I suggest you go back and take a look at it. But... Let's just look at some of the edge rushers who were signed today. First and foremost, you had Shaq Barrett, who was re-signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers some fucking how. Actually, they just kicked the can down the line longer. I mean, this is what you have to do if you're going to play that game that way with the salary cap. So the Bucs actually re-signed their own free agent, Shaq Barrett, the best edge rusher uh, all around on the market. They re-signed him to a four-year 68 million dollar deal that includes 36 million dollars guaranteed he can earn an extra uh extra million dollars per year he's got some sack and playoff escalators in there personally this kind of surprised me but in a way but not really i mean Shaq gave them a discount quite frankly you know that only averages out to about 17 million dollars per year and he probably could have gotten more than that on the free agent market, but I'm not mad at him. He wanted to go back there. He liked it there, and he feels like he has another chance to win a Super Bowl, so I'm not mad at him. But And, and this, this proves a point, though, I'm going to uh, revisit later on in this podcast. Understand that the best free agents, the true game changers, almost never actually hit the free market. The teams do what they have to do to keep them. Now, remember, we kind of have to add in here that J.J. Watt, signed a two-year, $31 million deal with the Cardinals. That's almost $16 million a year for his old ass, and he really did nothing last year. The Rams give Leonard Floyd a four-year, $64 million contract to keep him. Um, This is risky. A lot of people don't believe Floyd was worth it, but again, the Rams did what they had to do. They are going to be in salary cap hell for a long time, but it is what it is. They think it's their chance. So, they're going for it. Yannick, Yannick Ngaku goes to the Raiders two years for $26 million, $13 million per year. I thought that was the best deal, to be honest with you. That's kind of a steal based on, you know, the talent and the potential Yannick Ngakwe has for just two years, $13 million per. That's a really good deal. The Jets signed Carl Lawson from the Bengals. He gets like 4, I think 3 or 4 years, like 16 million per. The Titans signed Bud Dupree, he gets like 13, 14, 15 million, maybe 16 million per year and this is a guy who tore his fucking ACL at the end of the last year. He may not even play this year. They give him this money. Trey Hendrickson, a guy I really liked. I thought it would be a great fit for the Colts if he was a value signing for 11, 12, maybe 13 million. But instead, nope, the Bengals, who let Carl Lawson go to the Jets, they turn around and sign Trey Hendrickson for 60 fucking million dollars for four years. So they give him 15 million dollars per year. This is a guy who only had like three sacks in his first three years. He had a great season last year. I thought he flashed on the film, but this is a big risk and a definite overpay for a guy who might have just been cleaning up a lot of shit. Now, man, I would have liked to see him for the Colts on the Colts, but not for that. It's a big overpay. You know, the fucking Patriots of all teams, they give Matt Judon fifty-six million dollars over four years. They give this guy fourteen million dollars over. Per year, the dude had six sacks last season. And again, it's not that that's the only number that counts. But if you go back to my video, I went over this. Judon would have been a decent signing at a, you know, very valuable uh, value signing. Very cap friendly number, not 14 fucking million dollars per year. This guy did is 28. He didn't even have as many sacks as fucking Justin Houston last season. And remember, he's playing on that beast of a defense in uh, Baltimore, he was. The Jets give Carl Lawson fifteen million dollars per year. It's fucking insane. Free agency makes GMs fucking insane. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars went out and signed fucking Philip Dorsett for Christ's sake. I mean, did did Urban Meyer watching this fucking guy's tape? This guy couldn't catch on catching passes from Andrew Luck. And Tom Brady. You think you can bring him down there? He's going to flash with your rookie? What the fuck? <laughs> but that's free agency, especially on that first day. It, it works exactly like a casino. Somebody signs somebody, then another team signs somebody else, and all of a sudden the frenzy starts because FOMO kicks in, fear of missing out. Um, you, these people are human beings and you get general managers like yo fuck we got to do something we better jump on this other guy before they're all gone and before you know it you've got multiple motherfuckers getting way overpaid you before you know it you got a guy who tore his ACL at the end of the last season or near the end of the last season may not even play this year and you're handing him 15 16 million dollars per season and while all this was happening You know, I was monitoring Twitter here and there, and all I saw were Colts fans talking about Ballard shit to bed, and I'm so tired of this, and this is why we can't do this. Every year is the same shit. He's too cheap. You know, he never wants to swing. Let's jump into why Ballard does what he does. We've already talked about how to be a trick in free agency. I just showed you, you overpay for guys who probably will not live up to the contract. If you want to be a pimp in free agency, you've got to think and act like a pimp. That means logic, facts, reason, not emotion, okay? Your actions have to be driven by logic, by the value of the player, the actual value, not emotion. For those of you out there who are economic buffs like myself, you probably have heard of Winner's Curse. Basically, what it says is when you get about five people who are bidding on something, the median bid is going to probably be about the actual value of that asset they're bidding on, meaning that the winner is going to be cursed to always overpay because those the amount of people bidding drives up the price above the value. There's really no way around that. And that's exactly what you see in the NFL free agency, especially on that first day. Now, when we start talking about being a pimp and explaining why Ballard acts the way he acts in free agency, let me give you two quotes, one from Ballard and one from Hall of Famer GM, the great Bill Polian. Chris Ballard says, free agency is where B players get A player money and C players get B player money. And Bill Polian said famously, you know, we don't mind paying outstanding player money for an outstanding player. What we're not gonna do is play outstanding player money for a good player. And that's what happens when you act when you trick yourself out in free agency. If you're gonna be a pimp, you gotta roll like Ballard does. It's not that he won't spend or that you have some hard, fast rule that I just don't spend on the first day, that's not it. The hard fast rule is I don't go above the value I have assigned for a player, no matter what time, what day it is, or what the situation. We do not act out of frustration and desperation. So if you're a Colts fan and you're watching the number, you know, you're, you're in, the, in the fucking casino and you're watching, uh, listening to the jackpots spinning and you're hearing people going, I won, I won. And you're like, God damn, I want to yell I won. Well, let me just tell you something. Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl winners, they don't fucking win the free agency uh, media game, okay? They're not worried about winning the media awards on the first day of free agency. They're not worried about winning the fans getting excited over a free agent signing. When you gamble... You don't win when you put your fucking money on the table. You don't win when you make the bet. You only win if the bet hits and it pays off for you. You feel me? Think about this. The Tennessee Titans signed Colts free agent Danico Autry, a really strong player. I love the guy. They signed him for three years, $21 about $7 million per year, and the Colts actually You know, tried to get in and match that. But apparently, Tennessee was offering more guaranteed money to Danico Autry. I do not fault Danico Autry. Take that money where you can get it, bro. But remember this. Remember this. When you're getting all upset and thinking, what the fuck is Ballard doing? Remember that three years ago, there wasn't nobody fucking uh, giving a ticker tape parade when Ballard signed Danico Autry. Two or three days after free agency started, you know what people were saying? Oh, here goes Ballard again with the fucking bargain basement shopping three years later and 20 sacks later. Now you have another team that's coming after Denico Autry on the first day of free agency. See, that's winning. Remember last year when Ballard signed Xavier Rhodes? People were like, oh, my God, this fucking guy. Here goes Ballard again. Shopping at the goddamn Kmart of free agency. Shopping at the Dollar Tree of free agency. Getting these washed up guys because they're cheap. And yet, look what happened with Xavier Rhodes. He came in here and had one of the best years of his career and is now one of the top, considering one of the top cornerbacks on the free agent market. Hopefully, he's coming back to Indianapolis. But if he doesn't, it'll be because Somebody else is willing to pay him over the value. See, the pimp gets the players for under their value. The trick pays over their value. You with me? So here's what Ballard's going to do, and here's what you should want him to do. Here's how he's going to pimp free agency once again. He's going to stick to the valuations and the analysis that he and his team have made on the free agent players that they like. And after all the suckers and the tricks have blown their wads overpaying, he's going to come in and he's going to do what all pimps do, what all bosses do, what all great investors do, and that's to get value in his investments. You see, the wealthiest investors, the boss investors, you buy low and sell high, not the other way around. He's going to go out with his team and he's going to find the next Xavier Rhodes, the next Nitro Autry that, you know, maybe other people are going to be like, oh my God, this is bullshit. This is bargain basement. These aren't big splash signings. And these are going to be guys that are going to come in and help his team take another step forward, make his team better And do it at a value, meaning below market value, which sets you up to do the same thing again next year, but also to be in position once again, like pimps do, like bosses do, like the best investors do, like people who get wealthy do, to be in position to have the chips so that when an investment comes along, that can pay off in spades give you a huge return where you can hit a home run on you got the chips and the ability to dive into it and never look back and see whether that's whether it's in free agency or if it's in a trade remember people say, Oh, this guy won't ever trade he values his draft picks too much but last year he gave away a first round pick and not just any first round pick it wasn't even a late first round pick this is a Pick number 13. This is three spots out of the top 10. He traded that pick away straight up for DeForest Buckner and then gave DeForest Buckner a four year, 80 plus million dollar contract. That's 20 million per. But you see, he did that for a player who, after you watch him this season, you say, shit, Ballard got over on that. 20 million is a bargain. A 13. Uh, 13th first round pick overall was a bargain that's how you pimp the game in the NFL and if you're sitting there saying yeah whatever 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 bullshit if you're sitting there doubting what I'm saying well let's just take a look back at last year's big splashy free agent signings let's just take a look back and see if they paid off um the Cowboys they re-signed Amari Cooper free agent wide receiver a hundred million dollars for five years How'd that work out for him? Did it help him? Did it move the needle for him? Chargers signed Chris Harris, cornerback, $20 million for two years. Didn't really help him great. Did Davion Clowney, big splashy name, he didn't do shit at Tennessee last year. You with me? Um, remember, the Dolphins went out, and they made a huge signing. They signed Kyle Van Oy $51 million for four years. They just cut this dude after a year because he wasn't playing up to the contract trust me all the fan bases of those teams were raising the roof and talking shit and giving each other reach arounds on twitter after those signings this shit didn't didn't amount to anything except hype understand my dude understand my girl that a lot of these teams the purpose of their free agent signings is not what you think it is. It isn't about winning for some of these teams. It's about generating excitement to put asses in the seats, to keep their fan bases wanting to come to the games, to keep their fan bases engaged, to keep their fan bases buying um jerseys and hats and merchandise. You with me? It ain't always about we know this person's going to help us win or make us better there are some teams that are just out there fucking trying to win the fucking free agency race you with me the Colts are a true Super Bowl contender in the making that's what our goal is so who gives a shit what people think about the names it ain't about the names It's about can you get the players that can make your team better and help take you where you want to go and make it all fit in your salary cap and your salary cap plan and also leave room for you to do the shit that's most important, sign the free agents that's most important, which is going to be game changers, game wreckers, game breakers that are already in your building like the maniac Darius Leonard Like Quentin Nelson, who's going to break the fucking bank after, I don't know, didn't they, somebody gave the expatriates guard like 50 million for four years or some shit like that. Like Braden Smith, who's going to need to be re-signed here soon. So you got to keep that stuff in mind. I mean, would you rather have fucking Yannick Ngakwe and have to let go of Darius Leonard? You want to give up Quentin Nelson so you can... Hoop and holler for a couple of weeks because you signed Carl Lawson. That ain't it, Chief. That ain't how you win. That ain't how you win rings in this game. So, the next time you're ready to start hyperventilating because you're watching these overpaid free agent motherfuckers going off the board to these trick ass teams, don't panic. Pause, baby. Pause. We're not trying to be tricks in free agency. We're trying to be pimps in free agency, as the great Denzel Washington said, a.k.a. Lonzo. It's chess, baby. It ain't fucking checkers. We're not trying to win the press conference. We're trying to win the ring. So I'm eager to hear what y'all have to say about this. How you feeling about it? If you disagree... Let a brother know in the comments. If you think I hit it on the head and you with me, let a brother know in the comments. Either way, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate everybody who's listening, watching, and I appreciate all of you who have been supporting and giving us donations. Much appreciate the love. I'm going to leave you the way I leave any Colts players, Colts coaches, Colts front office that listen and watch because I know some of y'all do. Let's go out. Let's pimp free agency not be a trick and let's win another fucking Lombardi baby. Peace. And win another fucking Lombardi baby. And win another And win another fucking Lombardi baby. And win another and win another fucking Lombardi baby.